just sound like sure. me, you know what yeah. I mean? But I ain't got no enemies. I feel like yeah. any nigga won't smoke with me, know what the fuck it is. Yeah. GSA season two, episode seven. Maybe cool little freak. Yeah, let's say about a year ago. She won't be my main. But I wasn't trying to hear though. Going with the flow, trying to get out of them panties. But be gone when the sun come out tomorrow. Like, and we was chilling in the club, conversating, back a sipping. Had her gone, all the swag. Wish I'd started catching feeling. Look tonight, look appealing. But the future, look at murky. Hurt me, work me, then I'm gone. Is that dirty? Holes on our dick. Haters worry about what we do. I've been going hard as fuck. The flow just be the sequel. Niggas spin crack, nigga. Everything be This is season two, episode 75 of the livest show that we also give you as a podcast because we so much more. Give me some headlines. Well, we going to get towed up to the floor because it modelo thing. Yeah, you talking about Brought to you by Good Times and Monday Night Football. Hi. Big ups. Big, big, big ups. <laughs> Y'all just saw me finish that bitch. That's how we living. You feel what I'm saying? Because we're going to take it right from Mexico over to Belgium. Stella. Hey, Stella. Stella. Pete. What to do, man? I'm live. And we about to get it going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Front of motherfucking head to the feet. Hey. Cuz taking a uh, whole guys to the head. So I know we in a good place. <laughs> what you talking about? Do it. And this is the flickety, 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 flickety. Ooh, right behind the mic. Flickety, flickety. Ooh, that bitch on fire. Flickety, flickety. Flight day, talking yes, about. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I ain't gonna let my co host introduce this seven time burning eyebrows off. You ready for this week freestyle? Come, they get it, man. I'm gonna introduce y'all to my duck in the freestyle. So I ain't gonna let them tell you about this. I'm gonna tell you about OG, man. We ain't gonna put this thing in iTunes for you. We just gonna play it raw, straight out the meter, cuh. Oh, let me take my gum out. Hey, hey, get some bars and a blicky hoe. Hey, get naked for a 20 hoe. Hey, go up in the city, bro. Hey, turn up, get litty hoe. Hey, goddamn, you know you fine, though. Hey, can I hit it from behind, though? Hey, please be kind of very wide, though. Hey, hit it with the room in the channel. Hey, bitch, this a hit. Hey, better get nigga rich. Hey, take that pair right the well. Hey, and I ain't do it by myself. P with me, try with me. Shit, boy, P got the block with me. Kobe B ride, nigga, drop fifty. Hey, nigga, cut through the block, block hit. Nigga, talk the shit while I turn in the shack. Back him down, then talk him through the fucking rack. Hey, man, we gonna bring that right back, man. Yeah. This to that John Mayer sample for Larry, man. Produced by your boy COD to Cater Boy Music. Hey, hey, get some bars and a blicky hoe. Hey, get naked for a 20 hoe. Hey, go up in the city, bro. Hey, turn up, get litty hoe. Hey, 
having to put that phone ring in there, bitch. Let these niggas know who I am. Cause one thing these niggas finna have to do is call me. Hey, you talking about, you see I'm in the city. I'm in she out behind my cargo yes, right now. Drone footy got me all over the city. Now y'all understand the plot and why I'm all up on that drop. Y'all see I got the dynamic mic tooting now. You feel what I'm saying? It usually had been doing difficult shit, but I got it doing what it's supposed to do now. You feel me? P.Y. High lean back. I lean back. Uh, what it do, baby? Talk to the people and introduce yourself on this lovely C-O-D-M-D Operation Monday. Go for it. It's your boy, P. Henry Trotter IV, a.k.a. Home Run Trot, a.k.a. Casino P, a.k.a. at Frederick underscore Douglas on your IG, aka Quinn with the pen and with the lens, aka Chef Boy RP, aka Mock Tube, aka Foul Hope Fred, aka Sneeze, cause I bless these hoes. It's your boy, man. Oh, I'm sorry. AKA your grandma's house guest favorito, abuela. Because that boy got manners. What it do, man? Man, I done what? dropped my goddamn book by five times. I did be. You hear what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> hey, but I'm feeling good, man. Uh, I don't get ashy in the wintertime like the other niggas because I switched from lotion to baby oil. That's an old melanated trick, I guess, but. It's the reason baby oil went from a dollar to sell them. A few people figured out Johnson and Johnson whack ass. And I drank that it. <laughs> Just a tip. If it's cheap, it probably one of them things that may or may not give you cancer. If it's expensive, probably worth it. Pay to get it done right or pay to have it done twice. You feel me? But uh, Either way, you're going to pay. Either way, the, the motion in Deadweeds flight there is lack of hesitation. As y'all see, I made that beat last week on a whim off of a post that my dog had made. And then we bow. Fuck jacking for beats, jacking for me. Go ahead and drop a freestyle on something that may be a song a year, two, three from now when we clear the sample. But we're going to give y'all that hero right here on Give Me Some Headlines. Fuck you talking about no Cardi. Mm-hmm. Fuck you talking about. But this week's flight deck is a <laughs> coming of age story from each of your guests. Oh, your guests, your host, COD the Cater Boy Music, <laughs> and Henry Trotter the Four. Fuck you talking about. Count the rings. Count the rings, bitch. But, uh, and I didn't give my brother the heads up because I didn't want him to have a long time to think about it because I'm not going to give him. 
a genre for his story. I'm simply going to tell mine and give him the opportunity to tell his. Because every now and again, people be like, man, don't nobody want to hear this shit. And we here, give me some headlines, want to hear that shit. So coming of age stories of different things you went through in your life that changed you or a part of who you are now and you think of them as linchpin moments feel free to record a little quick video and add us or send them to us at give me some headlines at gmail.com again that is g-i-m-m-e some headlines at gmail.com oh i'm bullshitting it's actually give me some questions g-i-m-m-e s-o-m-e Questions, plural. Yeah. At yeah. give me fuck at Gmail. <laughs> Tell them what it is. It is give me some questions. G i m m e s o m e questions. Q u e s t i o n s at gmail dot com dot com. The O O in Google stand for. <laughs> they down with the cowboys you should be too so subscribe on youtube subscribe on instagram <laughs> subscribe on tiktok twitter still think we a troll account we give me some head underscore s but we in forever twitter jail so give us us yeah. free or we gonna start making nothing but tease like we up there with andrew tate donald trump and kanye west but we'll get to that later because Twitter banned us before we even got a shot. We too hot for Twitter. Ain't none of y'all niggas too hot for Twitter. We too hot for Twitter. Nigga, time stamp it. 957. Give me some headlines too hot for Twitter. All 32 pearly white. Too hot for Twitter. But uh, <laughs> moving on. I should have cussed in there so we got a good bleep. We too fucking hot for Twitter, you do it. We too fucking hot for Twitter. And I need the world to know that we too fucking hot for Twitter. Yeah, said bam, back to back. One for the kids, one for the shit. But uh coming of coming of age stories. And feel free to make that face and do it so we know that's what you send in there. What where we sending that again, P? Give me some questions at gmail.com. That is G I M M E S O M E Q U E S T I O N S at gmail.com. And again, that is my brother P. Henry Trotter, the fourth, aka Chef Boy RP, as he's in the uh, spy versus spy white chef's coat as I donned the black with the red tie, looking like that bald headed nigga from Assassin. Pew. But I got the locks and gonna keep them shits. But that's neither here nor there while I kick this. And because I mentioned Hitman, I'm gonna change what my story was just that quick. Y'all get that impromptu fire from the boys that give me some headlines. My coming of age story gonna be about some silly shit that uh, really made me love my big brothers. And some of the coolest, silliest memories I had as a kid. But it was like coming of age in a sense of Oh, y'all ain't gonna respect me. You feel me? <laughs> and it's some petty dumb shit. But man, at the Boys and Girls Club, the teenagers had this cool ass shit that was right off of the, the basketball court that was called the cage. And you literally couldn't fucking go in there until your age had teens in it. 
And they had like dope ass TVs and shit. And at the time, they was big ass tube TVs. Yeah, 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 nigga, I'm that old. Fuck y'all, y'all see the grays. <laughs> y'all see the whites though. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, the cage was dope as fuck, right? But everybody didn't have certain shit. And they been there watching movies and this and that. But because my mama didn't buy our video games, we did whatever the fuck we wanted to with them because our big brother gave them to us. And in the summer, we started to bring our Nintendo 64 and other niggas would bring one joystick because they could get their system out of their house. Their mom would notice, but they could get a joystick. So niggas would bring the 60. We would bring the 64, bring the wrestling games and shit. Other nigga would bring games and then we'd be in there playing and I would get to get in because it's our Nintendo 64. And they tried to say, nah, nah, he can't come in here. And they got like Mid John, that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fat Pat, me Pat, Pat John, uh, the the director to try to kick me out, and they were like, "It's his video game," and like my brothers wouldn't let them play the shit without me, right? So it was like it was just a part of a consistent theme of my big brothers always making sure I was welcome in their spaces, and that's that's the coming of age part of it because. I'm three years younger than my closest big brother. So if I'm always running with that nigga, when I'm four, I'm reading books. You see what I'm saying? When I'm seven, I'm learning how to ride bikes and I'm, I'm learning how to fight and shit. And I'm fighting niggas his age. That's my size because I'm a big ass kid. When he 13 and starting to get into girls, I ain't had a wet dream. But now I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to talk to women. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the coming of age element of it is I just always wanted to be where my big brothers was and I idolized them niggas. But on them sticks, I'm the shit. You understand me? So niggas would be arguing to be on my team. I'm the littlest nigga in that bitch and we'd be playing anything and I'd be in there smacking niggas. We'd be playing doubles in Mario Tennis. And I'd be playing with Boo. Hitting niggas with them curved shots. Whoo! Anybody who played Y'all know the bitch come off blue, dog. Y'all shots coming off red. My shit's coming off blue. But uh uh we be playing that wrestling shit, bro. I just be hanging out in the corner. Nigga be like, hey man, go get that nigga. I'm like, okay. He run over there, hit him with a ah blah. I don't know how that nigga get his special that fast black. Cause I'm special. You feel me? But like it was just it was a crazy summer. And we did it probably two summers in a row. But like I hated the summer program because I would much rather run the screech. You feel me? Yeah. And I wasn't even on no street shit, but I'd rather just be out, go hoop, uh, uh, knock on that lady door, ask her if I can cut her grass. I get that little $10, go get me some chips and some candy, go spend 50 cents, go to the pool. I would rather just have my day be whatever the fuck is going to be when I leave the house instead of go to the Boys and Girl Club every day for nine hours. Like, God, eat a goddamn... Oh, a ham sandwich with cheese in it. Like I could hustle up fifteen dollars and get me a a, a McDonald's. I'd have McDonald's money. You feel me? Right. right, right. <laughs> and with all the walking I do, ain't no tell. I be at McDonald's by then. I'll be on Claremont by the time the day midday. I'll be on Claremont if I'm just shits and gills. My dog Schindler. You feel me? I'd have been all the way on the moon, damn near. But that shit three and a half miles. But you know, it felt like the moon as a kid. But that's my little coming of age tale, man. Uh, I ran a little bit over uh, the five minutes I was shooting for. But uh, it was just, man, I always wanted to be where my big brothers was. And 
at this stage of life, thinking about some of the places it took me and lamenting the road that I walked, it feel fun to mention Hitman because of the t- shirt tie color combo and immediately spark a memory of that same theme that took me to a little silly place and all we did was escape for a little while and kick people ass. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And we kicked so much ass that other people wanted me on their team because of how good of a teammate I was to the to the to the guys, man, to my brethren. But yeah, man, I talked to you on that note, man. Coming of age for me is following my brothers wherever the fuck it was gonna lead me in life and kicking ass every step of the way. Gang gang. Oh, my coming of age story is gonna be a little bit different, man. It's gonna be uh about dealing with uh You, you ain't gonna make the face? Your coming of age story, you ain't gonna oh, do that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My coming of age story <laughs> is gonna be about getting Murr. embarrassed, being embarrassed in front of uh, a, a young lady that you fancy <laughs> Ooh. at a, at a very young age. Um, so like most young cats growing up and wherever the hell you grew up you probably had to get around some way and most people get around by foot or if you're blessed enough for Christmas or your birthday or something like that you got some wheels before you was able to drive and that was a bike and so when you get a bike man and you that's your primary mode of transportation in the city um, you like to show out a little bit you know what I'm saying and so got our bikes at young ages and then you you know you wanna you wanna do things that are dangerous, not just get to where you're going, but now you gotta show, you know, I ain't got no fear in my heart. Yeah, I ain't like you other niggas. I'm riding the fuck out of this shit. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you take some you take some plywood, man, you take some bricks, you know, you start stacking <laughs> some the bricks. Up. Yeah. So you we used to put bricks under the plywood, stack up the bricks. Under the plywood, yeah, get the, to get that guy at a nice, uh, nice you know angle. Or uh, oh, I see where it's going. Yeah. So, but this ain't even that case right now. Like this is. <laughs> so you find other ways, you know, to, to seek out that danger and you know, or to be cool. Hey. You know, you know, a lot, a lot of folks like to say, you know, you but you showing out. <laughs> One way you should show out, man. It was this uh. <laughs> There was a there was a couple of old couples in our, on our block. Deacon Riley lived on the east side. Uh, my grandma, my great grandma, and my great granddad lived on the south. So there's an intersection: Kirkman Lane and New Era Road. Kirkman Lane ran north south. Kirkman uh, Lane ran east west. New Era Road ran north south. My grandparents stayed on the south west side of uh of that intersection and then you had mr horace and miss lucy they stayed on the north northeast side of that yeah mr deacon riley stayed on the southeast side and then aunt clementine and uncle frank they lived on the north (laughs) east side and so (laughs) over by miss lucy and mr horace side they had like a ditch and it kind of looked like a half pipe. And then when you was a little kid, like you, you were able to 
we was able to play football in that ditch. Like that's how we could play a good, you could play a good three on three, four on four in that ditch and it not be too crowded. That's how big like the ditch was or this half pipe was. And so we would ride our bikes. Like we got to a point where we would ride our bikes into that half pipe. You would come out and you would get that elevation you know, kick your bike in the air, throw a little, you know, throw the little tail, little yeah, tail. Yeah, saucer a little bit. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I did that shit one day. Whole <laughs> block was out that motherfucker, bro. <laughs> I came down, so I came from my side of the street, which is the, the, I'm sorry, from Beacon Riley's side of the street, which is the southeast side, came flying down the street, going east-west, into Miss, into, uh, Miss Lucy, Mr. Horace side, into that half pipe, came up out that motherfucker, caught all this air, bro, a whole heap of it, came down, boom, everything was perfectly motherfucking fine, but then you gotta stop. <laughs> the impact from me getting all that air coming down knocked out my motherfucking brakes, bro. Brakes went... <laughs> Chain came off, couldn't stop that motherfucking bike. It was a homie, my, one of my uncle homies named Booty, had his old school. Shout out to Booty. Shout out to Booty, man. <laughs> Booty had his motherfucking old school part. So I everything, <laughs> everything went wrong with my bike. Not only did the motherfucking chain come off, not only did the motherfucking brakes go out. But then the motherfucker <laughs> cruised the hell on the goddamn the, the, the handlebar. Not the handlebar. Hey, shit off me. So now I can't get a hold of them. Bruh, I make a beeline right at Booty Grill. I smack that shit. Pop. <laughs> the bike hit the front of that nigga grill, bruh. I flip over that bitch. Totally flip over there. You know how on uh, Sandlot when my man's went to jump over the fence? He did the little flip over the fence. That's exactly how I landed, bro. I'm, I'm my legs is on booty hood. My head is on that nigga windshield wipers. I'm laid out on that bitch just like this. Whole block. This girl I had a crush on. Her name was Elkia Williams. Shout out to Kia. Man, I was fucked up. I'm laying on this damn car. I tried to roll over, bro, like I wasn't hurt. Oh my God, bro. Everything on my body hurt. So I just grabbed my. I, grabbed, I did the only thing I knew I could do get out of that fast. I grabbed my bike, bro. Couldn't ride it. It don't work no more. Bro, I'm just pushing that bitch back down that hill I just came. Everybody laughing now. And I just run back to the crib, bro. So that's man. And, and I survived that. Uh, it, was, it was a very Jordan Poole ish. Look at that nigga running. Run away like a little bitch. <laughs> Man, they was on my head, man. Oh, what was the head. nickname? You got a nickname for that? What they used to call you? Thank God I didn't, man. It was just mad embarrassing. And everybody just told the story who was there, who seen it. It was a good eight, nine people from school who seen it. Don't let you say something dumb in school. I'd be like, look at that crash test, dumbass nigga. <laughs> What have been on your ass? I'm coming up with all kind of shit now. My man, that ain't the point of these coming of age. What's the what's the moral of that story? Maybe do it. Hey, not to the people. <laughs> Sometimes you can't avoid disaster. <laughs> 
Sometimes oh, you cannot afford. You cannot avoid a disaster. Sometimes you just got to go through it. And on that note, <laughs> Pete. Yes, sir. Can I do you a favor? Bring the band out. Give me some headlines. Is that what you're going to do for your boy? Yes, sir. You ready for the headline? We're going to do this thing a little bit different, man. These headlines from henceforth will be crafted by the GSH motherfucking mafia. Cause we better at this shit to y'all. New media shots out the drug. Uh, never mind. <laughs> but uh, Cowboys and the rush to bring and the rush to bring Dak back. You like that? I do like that. I had quotes. You was looking down. I said, and the rush to bring Dak back. Uh, This next headline is from the Huffington Post, but I remixed it because this ain't what they want that headline. Lizzo eats up Kanye. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, And I'm going to choose a headline. I hope you don't choose. And that's why it's called the Brady Bunch. You feel what I'm talking about? Uh, and another one I hope you don't choose. Yay versus Zuckerberg, billionaire edition. Yeah, uh, let's go with... Let's talk about them cowboys, man. <laughs> the other cowboys. The other cow- the Tallahassee yeah. cowboys. The, the other ones. Cowboys and the rush to bring Dak back. Man... It ain't even no article I chose for this. It is just a conversation, open forum around the Dallas Cowboys and five and zero as a starter, Cooper Rush, and whether or not they should bring Dakota Prescott, Dakota Rain Prescott, back in now. Or if they should wait till Cooper Rush has a misstep, man. I just toss it to you for your thoughts on that, cause I I, I have some thoughts on it, and I, I I alluded to them a little bit last week, but I'd like to expound on them. So I'm happy you chose this, although Lizzo eating Kanye up is pretty funny, and I could run through that pretty quickly if you'd like. I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to go through that one. I don't want to get I don't want to get cussed no more ass space than he is already taken up. The Cowboys. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I meant mm. Mm. there we go. Yeah. I hate that it cut back to me, but y'all saw the hand. You gotta do that hand. You feel what I'm saying? Pete, talk to the people. Yeah, man. Um, So I've been going back and forth about this, and I've been giving it a lot of thought because I honestly... Going black and forth? I've been going black and forth. I honestly expected... The further you go back in history, it get blacker and blacker. Remember that. But go ahead, P. Yeah. I fully expected your Cowboys to come out victorious against... uh, Against... The LA Rams, is of course, you did because I picked them and I'm good at this. shit. It don't matter what yeah. this shit is. And uh, so that but, look player as because I'm just at the studio throwing shit. Player, <laughs> I mean, we own this. shit. 
I think you bring Dak back. Simple as that. Um, that's Why the dude that? with Japan because Cooper. The reason they winning games right now, like they held the Rams, the team who won the world championship in football last year to nine points. Not that the Rams have been juggernauts offensively this year, but they did hold them to nine points. That is three field goals. That is the way they scored their points in that game. They are winning games because that defense is playing out of their minds. Now, the formula that they have for winning games is play really good defense and which is the formula they should have had before before Dak went out was run the damn ball because the guy Dak's not the best player on that team I don't think but I do think he's a worthy quarterback I do think he's worthy of warranting the money that he was that he has received but there is somebody who is more valuable to that team, I think, than Dak is when he's healthy and when he's in the lineup, the Cowboys do really well, and that is Ezekiel Elliott. And people may think that, oh, man, Tony Pollard is come on and doing well. Tony Pollard cannot give you 20 to 25 carries between the tackles a game. Ezekiel Elliott can. When Ezekiel Elliott is given a fair number of touches and you keep the defense honest, he is going to get his four yards a carry, three, three, and three point seven to four yards a carry. I like, and this, I'm not going to say easy, but that is that's just who he is and what he does. They have been closing out. I heard somebody make a really good point recently, saying that it's not how many times you run the ball or how many yards that you get when you run the ball; it's the yards that you do get, how they matter. Ezekiel Elliott, I think if you and I, this this is a nigga stat, so don't don't quote me on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if you go back and you look at this, he is at least top three to five in the league in runs for first downs and keeping the chains moving. And that's what I saw a lot of in this past in this past week when I got to watch them in, in a primetime game, uh, well a late afternoon game, which we got because of uh, uh, what they call regional coverage. And so mm. that was that's one. And then so two is when you add in the ability of Ezekiel Elliott and establishing that run with the ability of a Pro Bowl quarterback who is warranted forty million dollars a year, you establish that run, play action pass over the top, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, all the speed that you now have, that it Michael Gallup's now healthy. CD Lamb is establishing himself as a number one receiver. Um, uh, Schultz, uh, I forget his first name, the tight end, really, really good young athletic a- athletic tight end. Uh, the third guy, I forget who that receiver is for the Cowboys, but really good receiver. I think that Dallas is poised. This four and one is not a fluke. Like, it's not a fluke. Like, their defense is legit. Michael Parsons is legit. Demarcus Lawrence is legit. Tavon Diggs is legit. Like these boys are playing incredible <laughs> football. Now you give them back somebody who I believe is so in tune with his team and 
watches the film, studies, and can make those throws, bro, and can move and can't like he, he Cooper Rush has is doing what he is paid to do, which is be if we are if our starting quarterback, if our franchise quarterback misses time, you need to be able to fill in. That is your job. Like you are the backup quarterback. We we ten minutes deep. Can I chime in? Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Cause I can bro, go another 10 minutes talk about that shit. Bro, I keep it, I kiss it. Keep it simple, stupid. Dak has the job because Tony Romo, a nigga who was throwing for 4,000 yards a season, got hurt. And Dak came in and was averaging 171 yards a game, but won eight games in a row. I don't give a fuck what Cooper Rush stats are. Dak has the job because he did exactly what the fuck Cooper Rush is doing. And they had the good fucking common sense to let that man play the whole fucking season out, let alone put Tony back in. This. Do you remember that sad-ass press conference when Tony Romo gave the team the deck when he didn't actually have a say in it? Do you remember that shit? Uh, nah, I don't. I just remember uh, T.O., he T.O. damn near cried. He damn near T.O.'d in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And then he retired right after that and then started making the big bucks. You know what I'm saying? For talking on TV. But yeah, man, Dakota Rain Prescott has the job and all that guaranteed money because he ousted Tony Romo. And because he just signed that big ass contract and ain't played no football for that team to fuck up the consistency that he has established when the notion that because he is that talented, you should change the way you play to fit him is exactly what got the Cowboys out of winning football. The supposed or believed limitations of Cooper Rush have led to winning game plans. The moment you insert, insert Dakota Rain Prescott into the lineup, you push them into a mode where these 10, 12 play drives that take seven and a half, eight minutes and allow that defense to rest and come out and be dominant. You have a quick play. You have a quick play three and out. You come out, you score in five plays, and he have a 65-yard pass. C.D. Lamb go off. Ooh, spectacular. But that defense had three and a half minutes to rest. And now they start to not be so consistent as a defense. This shit ain't a fucking coincidence because Dak's ability was always trending toward where it was. But when he was a rookie, they limited what they allowed him to do, similar to what they're doing to Cooper Rush because they believe him to be a backup. If it was his job, they'd open the playbook up. But the point is, the game plan, if you do insert Dakota Rain Prescott, I am here to tell you, keep the Cooper Rush game plan. I don't give a fuck who you put in the game. You heard it here first. They give me some headlines. Pete! Could you do me a favor? I can, man. Could you give me a GSH? Mm-hmm. Cowboys update for the people. Me and the people need to know how is them boys because we be them boys. We W-E-B the boys. We writers and we be them boys. The Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know we Jamaican or farmers, but hey, we out this bitch. Talk to the people, P. Wow.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all see I done switched the background right quick, man. Touchdown. Hey, um, hold up, do it. Hey, come on in this thing, man. You know oh. what time it is? For the second week in a row. My Are we truck. back in this thing? Yes, sir. GSH Cowboys update. Fantasy Football League, whatever the fuck. What was the all the Fs? The oh, the no. Fantasy Football Flying Fuckery <laughs> Academy of Fantasticness. But go ahead, nigga. Tell these nigga about the Cowboy. What's our record, cuz? Man, we currently three and one, but we definitely headed towards three and two. Um, ran against the number one team in the league this week. That nigga wasn't playing no games. We was playing a whole lot of them motherfuckers. Uh, Russell Wilson killing us at quarterback. My God, he terrible right now. Um, well, yeah, we sustained some injuries. So our first two picks in the draft, uh, Jonathan Taylor hadn't been healthy. One, two, Indianapolis Colts, not very good. Uh, Javante Williams, the Broncos running back, was very solid for us, but he tore his ACL. Damn. Uh, wishing him a speedy return. Terrible picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I just burnt myself. I'm hating down. That burn, the aftershock hit worse than the first burn. Well, we have been successful, Liz. Our draft picks at receiver. Mike Evans. Brown. Down, downtown Marquise Brown. And the mistake that we made has turned out to be good the past couple weeks. DK Metcalf. The emergence of Geno Smith has been uh, quite shocking. But also a pleasant <laughs> surprise because DK been snapping like a motherfucker. So we great at receiver right now. Struggling at running back until uh, Jonathan Taylor get back healthy. Um, we need Russ to get his head out of his ass. Um, we had the Broncos defense because of how bad the offense is playing. It was putting the defense at risk. But they have still found a way to get shit done. Uh, but I dropped the motherfuckers and I picked up Jack Jacksonville's defense. And Jacksonville's defense has not been playing bad. Uh, they are a top five defense in the league right now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Albert O, who was our draft pick at tight end, uh, Denver's tight end. We went very heavy on the Denver side. That shit was. Um, Let's ride. Let's ride. Them motherfuckers have been on four flats. Fuck them. Uh, dropped Albert Oaz, picked up a white boy from uh, the Jets named Tyler Conklin. Um, that motherfucker. That's like the TC. Whole ass fucking. He dropped the goose egg this week, bitch. Uh, shout out the uh, Atlanta Falcons, though. Um, they kicker is the number one kicker in the league. Probably not after this week because that boy Justin Tucker is the fucking truth. But uh, young ho, young ho, um, young ho, cool was the number one kicker. He probably number two after this week. Uh, we did pick up a couple of free agents and AJ. Well, AJ Dillon, we did draft him. He didn't step in and he'd been all right. Um, he hadn't been getting the looks that, that I would uh prefer that he get, but you know, it is what it is. I thought him and uh, what's our dog name, Free Aaron Jones, would get uh, be one A one B in jail. Jail, what do you what do you do? Oh, no, nah, it, it was a few oh, seasons okay. ago, they wasn't giving that man the money. I know what the NFL. Yeah, they weren't giving Aaron Jones the ball a few seasons ago, 
And I kept telling the motherfuckers, man, this motherfucker is one of the best running backs in the league. And the very next season, when everybody kept saying, give this man the ball, they finally gave him the ball. He broke out for like 2,100 all-purpose yards, 16, 17 touchdowns. And that motherfucker led me to a, uh, he led me to a league championship. So I always say free Aaron Jones. Um, but, uh, yeah, we waiting uh, a lot. This is the ESPN league? This is the ESPN league, yeah. Go to the projections. See where we started and what we projected to finish right now with the different impacts or, or, or the progression. You feel what I'm saying, Matt? I don't want to talk about that. I know what it is. We was projected to finish seventh. We projected to finish 11th right now out of 12. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but we are third in the league. We are third Man, in the league. Fourth in the league. Yeah, we fourth in the league. Uh, probably gonna drop down to fifth or sixth. Um, this 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 loss is not gonna hurt us too bad, um, but it will give me an opportunity to pick up Gino, who's been playing a Gino. Yeah, Gino been playing really good fantasy ball because his team always behind, so he's just chucking that bitch, and he got it. He scored twenty four points last week. Russ scored nine point six seven. Yeah, so that should give you a little bit of uh, insight. As the Chase Edmonds been ass, Elijah Moore been ass, George Pickens whole lot of ass, whole lot of ass, bro. Uh, not enough titties. Um, George, <laughs> we dra- we drafted George Pickens, uh, receiver from uh, Pittsburgh. He coming on strong. But the thing is, I wish I could play five <laughs> five receivers. Oh boy, got receiver. fucked up the other day when um, which one? Hold on, you said Pickens. George Pickens, uh, the, not the, Kenny Pickett, not Kenny Pickett. Oh, Kenny George, Pickett George, got fucked up. Yeah, yeah. George nigga Pickett tried to put receiver. that nigga in the Kurt Angle. G, white, white I saw that. Too, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he about that action. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Who says big? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. got he got in the mix. He got in the mix. Yeah, he got um, in the mix for real. But fuck what you yeah, doing, cuz? Can I do uh, you a favor, man? Is you gonna give me some headlines, bro? I'm gonna give you some headlines. Burr, 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 and all that good shit. You hear? Rod got the best seat in the house, man. Rod on the pod. <laughs> Rod joined the pod. He just chilly. You hear? Uh, 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 uh. What do Andrew Tate, Donald Trump, and Kanye West have in common? They just banned Yay for Twitter and Instagram. Anyway, ooh e, ooh ah ching chang, walla bala bing bang, then two will bump their head. And uh, the last headline is JS, have you lost your damn mind? Because I help you find it. This is that, that, that last one. Okay, bitch. All right, man. I told you we gonna make our own headlines here. Give me some headline, Cody. These niggas don't be committing no swag to these bitches. This actual story comes to you guys from Sports Illustrated. Sanders flabbergasted after being pushed away by opposing coach during handshake, written by Wilton Jackson on October eighth, two thousand twenty-two. Immediately after Deion Sanders and his Jackson State football team defeated in-state rival Mississippi Valley State two weeks ago before its bye week, the Tigers coach was ecstatic about traveling to Montgomery to face Alabama State for his homecoming. 
I love that they were going to play Alabama State for their homecoming, Sanders said at MVSU win. I love it. Quote me on it. I love it. <laughs> when, when the two teams faced that ASU stadium Saturday in the class, Swack East opponents, it was nothing but friendly about the contest. Earlier this week, the SWAC's week, oh, fuck, they, they bury in the lead. I'm going to just go to the quotes. Jackson State travels deep with all of the fanfare, with all of the love, Sanders said. Yeah, Alabama State. You're going to make some money, but what comes along with that money? Sanders laughed. <laughs> Pretty much rubbing it in. You feel me? They, they bury in the quotes. My exact words were, hey, man, you had them ready to play. Good game. Shook hands and tried to embrace, and he pushed it off. That was it. So on that note, okay, okay, here go old dude. Quote: I don't want to bury. I don't want to bury dude without giving him a love. It, anyway, I think he thought he was going to get a win. Oh no, that's Sanders again. I think he thought he was going to get a win. Sanders said, "I don't know why he would ever thought that." Secondly. He said that I didn't come to greet him in the center of the field. I don't know if you understand, but we got here very late. So that expedited our whole process of preparation. So then we were like, let's go get it. We were in let's go get it mode. But yeah, man, uh, to, I, I do remember reading some quotes. So I'm a paraphrase old dude. But basically what Bruce said was he didn't come to greet me at the middle of the field before the game. The week leading up to the game, I felt like he was very disrespectful and saying a lot of different disrespectful things. I hope he books us for their homecoming next year because we'll be ready. We we coming to JSU. I hope he doesn't get a power five job and he stays at. I hope he doesn't get a power five job and he stays at JSU because we coming next year. That's pretty much what he said. So I toss it to you for your thoughts and also leave leeway for my brother if he want to speak on the situation of this coach who obviously has an issue with the, this big fish in this little pond. Um, Yeah, I, uh, I did a little backstory on that one as well because I was like, this is weird, especially for Eddie Robinson's son to, to behave like that. So I wanted to know like where that came from. And I remember like his his quotes, uh, but I'm gonna say this, man. Something we say on this on this show, if not a lot, quite often is two things can be right. I think they both right, man. I think Buddy right. He felt the way he felt, and he did what he did because he felt like that's what he needed to stand for for his men that he got on his on his side of the field, and Dion. When Dion felt that hand in the middle of his chest, Dion pushed that motherfucker out. Like Dion was like, "Yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna stop block me." He got out the block. The <laughs> <laughs> Dion threw his ass, and so I definitely believe both. I believe both men did what they did, not out of pride, but like for their kids, and when they made it about like the kid like all right he's not gonna do this to because the asu coach is like he didn't meet me at, at, at uh he was all about this um but he was doing like a, a whole bunch of shit for the show or whatever and he's like you're not gonna disrespect me and my kids he made once he made it about the kids i was like that's fine that's fine your kids need to see you stand if your kids need to see you stand up for them 
That's perfectly fine. Dion did the same. That motherfucker put his hand out there in my damn chest. He's like, nah, that's not gonna happen. And so he's like, these these are the things that happen. This is what transpired. This is how I'm moving forward. And I would like to see Dion stay at that motherfucker and ASU go to JSU for the homecoming next year because I want to see that matchup now. Like I I want to see HB HBCU rivalries. Like I didn't know that. Like I didn't know of any major rivalries in HB in HBCU football. Like we all kind of just get along and we just play football against each other. Now I want to see a little bit, you know, a little bit of bitterness. <laughs> so that's why I stand on it. Well, they exist. It's just they don't. Oh shit, my bad. We gonna go to Rod, join the pod, flip the switch on that joint too. My bad. He said if it's up, then it's up. They exist. They just, you know, like you just said, no one knows because it's not very celebrated. Because uh, it's funny because my girl go to Clark and they homecoming this weekend. Then Spellhouse okay. the following week. That's right. That's, that's right. And that's good because uh, Morris Brown is going to be their first time back since they got their accreditation back. Oh, they back. Hey, so it's gonna be all Give me some headlines. And I forget, some, yeah, my lady from, uh, I forget, she from Louisiana. They got Southern and Grambling too. And that's a, that's a big ass game. Yeah. 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 Like, but it's just like like anything else. If we if we do that, if we get some other uh prominent um black coaches that are actually good at what they do, like a Dion, who got a personality. So I appreciate cause see I'm a wrestling fan. That okay, nigga, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Nigga, that nigga gotta sell the uh he gotta <laughs> sell the show. There yeah. you go. Because yeah. now because see my sister in law got my brother and my dad at some JSU tickets for Father's Day. Because you know, Dion the coach there. My likes, I grew up watching Dion. So my pops put me on. We used to go to Braves game when I was a kid all the time. So I'm getting to see fucking Dion as a little boy. So that's you know, that's what I'm saying. So we put more money behind, like we always say, we the culture. We take we take whatever we take and we make it what we want it to be. But it's uh it's behind us, like I said, especially like when you think about, I mean, hell, you got like three well, no, and then think about it. Majority of the time, when it comes to Southern school, well, excuse me, HBCUs, they Southern schools. So let's get some of these rap niggas that, like, just like Dion doing what he was doing with Dolph for Dolph <laughs> passed away. RP the Dolph fucked them whole ass niggas that did that, right. and now he continuing yeah. that shit with Key Glock showing love to the kids, and then that's giving them self confidence because you got these dudes who they look at coming at sh- coming at them showing them love. And with the way Dion doing that whole thing about pushing these cats to not go to these big schools because they're trying to get that check now. See, that's the thing about what we were just talking about that last time. The white folks don't like the fact that you got people who are very prominent putting money and time behind these schools that y'all try to say secondary. They only secondary because of what's going on. So now it's going to get interesting because if you can legitimately get some consistent talent going there and they're signing and making good uh, signs to take it away from them big schools, Man, that shit finna be nice. Yeah. So I, I, I applaud like you and I love the I love your perspective because I ain't think about it like that. But that's that's one thing I feel like is necessary too. You have two black men that had two separate jobs that needed to be done in that moment, and they both did that. So I like that perspective that you took because I didn't think about it like that. Because I seen a clip, but as anything else, we always presented one side of it. I don't. I'm not reading the article because I don't care that much. But at the same time, 
to know that he felt disrespected. And I can't never tell no man how to act when you feel disrespected. He didn't fucking do no bullshit. He shook his hand, but he's like, nigga, I ain't, you know. Because yeah. like you said, just if I got to how, how am I go back to my place they respect me and I'm dapping up a nigga that said we asked. Right, right. <laughs> it makes sense. Right. And it, it, it make like if I, I know, uh, I know COD, he grew up with coaches and shit that he respected. Like he had, most of my coaches was white. I had one coach that was, I had a basketball <laughs> coach. I had a basketball coach who was always like, he, he uh, played at South Alabama and like had had some opportunity to go to the league and shit and re- really believed in me, really got behind me. And I had another coach who was a white guy, played at Northwest and I was a receiver in high school. And our coach is like, this kid, he know, he know the whole fucking playbook. He get every, he get all your stars lined up. Like them motherfuckers don't know the playbook. He know the playbook and you don't give him right. no fucking playing time. He like, bring him over here. Let me let him play defense. So I played a year and a half of defense, went to college on a, on a, to play cornerback, having only played that shit for one and a half years. Was a receiver right. for fucking 14 years before. Like been playing my whole life at receiver. And so it was, you go harder for like that coach that I would play defense for, bro. Like you go harder, you go hard as fuck for a coach who stand up for your ass. Can I be a hater? Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck you ain't catch more of them interceptions, damn my nigga? He was notorious for getting hit in both hands and the face mask. Like the nigga, me. that was not me. I never got hit. I never. Yeah, Bruh. that was never me. That was I, never. I remember me. it wrong then. Yeah, because you yeah, was you was on every the whole page. direction of what this motherfucker was. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga here. That was never me. I, yeah, I did. I didn't drop interceptions. Motherfuckers didn't throw to my side, or they threw a deep ball. I caught all of a deep ball. But like my I bad. broke up. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, maybe I remember that wrong. Maybe I yeah. ain't gonna I ain't gonna say nobody that the, else. That was the other guy. But, yeah. Okay. Well, we gonna do it like and this. he and he. Made the Hall of Fame as many many interceptions as that nigga dropped. He caught enough to get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> what he get, folks? He had seven his uh, sophomore season, and motherfuckers a preseason All American going into the junior year. He dropped probably fourteen. <laughs> Damn no! <laughs> if I if I could quickly speak on the JSU situation, the the homie Prime get accused of a lot of things. I'll simply say this. I had a very wise person introduce me to the quota colloquialism that confidence is how you carry yourself. Arrogance, cockiness is when you have to tell people about it. Now, the one thing Prime has always done is never been shy about telling people about how great he is. In every step of everything he has done since he stepped foot at JSU. He has done that with pride about HBCUs, not just JSU. Yeah. Very true. While I demand everyone who goes to a HBCU gets a bigger spotlight, receives more funding or alumni engagement because Dion gonna be at the homecoming any of that shit I demand you appreciate his presence I respect anybody who ain't gonna bow a kowtow to his like nigga I'm, like if a football coach did what Dion did 
I would respect any coach who did what that football coach did if he was my coach. You feel what I'm saying? I play for that coach. The next week, niggas is getting injured coming. I'm coming off breaking heads off the O-line for that coach. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I want him to to beg me to come back the next year, go get my masters and get use that medical red shirt or some shit. I want him to want me to play for him another year because I fought with that coach. So I ain't gonna hate on old dude, but I will say that I'm on Dion's side of this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, duck, and I hope y'all get smacked by JSU next year, regardless of who the quarterback or who the coach. And I hope Dion's still there. Yeah, my cousin go to GSU, so we are, yeah, we are G. My I, my family is Alabama A and M and JSU uh, alums um, and attendees. So yeah, that's a bit. Yeah, man. my people, my lady Wanda Clark, my grandparents Wanda Morris Brown, um, cousin graduated from Clark. I was gonna go there, but I did at the time I didn't understand about shit. Then, like I said, you kind of understands. Oh yeah, the assimilation part. Yeah. <laughs> your ass think that you know and then I don't think about HBCUs is the way they conduct business other than that when I went on my visit to Clark bro the ratio of women to men was 22 to 1 we are in Atlanta and I'll just simply say that the college reflects the city the actual ratio of heterosexual men to women was about 32 to 1 on my visit, they had 12 women show me around, like literally 12 women all wearing the same outfit, show me around all day long at homecoming. When I tell you, it's one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Like they didn't leave me all day. When I went to the bathroom, they was outside the bathroom waiting on me. When I wanted something to eat, two of them went to go get me something to eat. The other 10 showed me some other cool shit. And the other two came back with something to eat. Like, it was ridiculous. I don't understand how Clark ain't won a national championship with the way they do recruits. <laughs> how do you go to Clark? And I, I, as a nigga who didn't go to Clark. Right, as a nigga who didn't go there. <laughs> it's a nigga who gave it all these benefits of going to Clark Atlanta. Which I oh didn't, my God, and, but and the, the women, about this all of them, to every one of y'all women if y'all remember me I apologize that I don't remember your names individually I'm not going to call you the B words though but every single one of y'all thank you so much for that experience like I never forget that shit and for other niggas going on college visits but I don't give a fuck where that college at as long as you ain't worried about being forced to sign or being pressured make sure you're able to bring a family member yeah don't allow yourself to be solo and be pressured to sign. Yeah. Be able to bring a family member or a partner, depending on whether or not you have to fly the NCAA rules, manipulate the situation, run up a little quick $300 and buy your nigga a flight because they can have somewhere for him to stay, but they can't buy him a flight. That's the loophole. Anyway, go on as many trips as you can, bro, because the many, one trip bro. I didn't go on was Lehigh. And there, the trip was literally... They, they, my favorite team at the time were the Philadelphia Eagles and they motherfucking training camp was at Lehigh motherfucking college and they oh, were there man. at the time I was supposed to go on my visit and I ain't go cause they wouldn't buy my mama a plane ticket and I, and I knew they wanted me to sign cause he tried to make me sign when he came down to Georgia to see me but uh on that note Pete yes sir could you do me a favor 
Man, what you need me to do for you? Could you tell me something good? I can, man. I can. Uh, and you heard me use the word man, so you can you can probably guess what city I'm about to go to with this. Tell me something good. Um, there's been some controversy in the NFL season with uh, the people that they chose or the person that they chose to do their preseason hype hype video. Uh, some cat name. I don't even know his name. I ain't going to call him out. Rotimi? Rotimi. Uh, 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 the nigga, the nigga who looked like the bull symbol Dre from, from Power. Uh, fucking Power. That's his name, Dre. Okay. Okay. Oh, snake and, ass and, Dre. and they picked a snitch nigga <laughs> to do the song. That nigga was a snitch. And I didn't even wreck. I didn't finish Power because they started getting ass in that last season. But I saw they burnt that nigga ass up. That Sh- shit was fun. Shouts out to Trey He said that nigga from a big rich town. That nigga ain't from the A town. <laughs> yeah, he he comes from New Jersey or something. Yeah, he I think. From a big, he from, yeah, yeah, them jerseys ass too. And that's another thing. They need to go back to them classics. Like for real, them, them jerseys, booty cheeks. The ones before that was ass too. They were never good. They should have kept the old ones. Them the best ones they ever had. Yes. Yeah. Ain't nobody wearing that fucking jersey with them that shit they got except niggas that are the tourists. They look like clocks right now, bro. They look like digital clocks out there. <laughs> look like shit. I mean, all these teachers need to go back to their OGs. Like, it's funny because we watching the Chiefs and the Raiders. They got the same fucking jersey they had in the goddamn six. And them hoes still here. They hit. Bro, like exactly. bro, them Chiefs and like, bro, I was, uh, somebody brought up the uh, starter jackets. Remember the starter jackets? That Chiefs starter jacket? That Raider starter jacket? Now, you give me a white, a white base. She started jacket with that red neck and that yeah, man, that shit hard. My bro. and they ain't changed that shit. They have not changed it. They my have not had the uh he had the goddamn uh Florida Gators fucking starter. That bitch mm-hmm. was stupid because of the way they pulled uh, it did that green that uh blue, that orange and that white. Mm-hmm. Then he had a Georgia Tech. That bitch was hard. <laughs> that bitch was hard as fuck. I mean, they don't, they don't get no better than that. Yeah, I, I used to steal them bitches too and wear them to school. Flex and that was the dope boy coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then my daddy was hustling. The Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers was that really dope. <laughs> I didn't even realize that I fucked that you can't because I was flexing hard. I stole my daddy beef one time. Beef in the starter coat looks like you sell crack. You know, third grade. <laughs> What the fuck? That shit funny. Hey, they get profiled. Oh fuck yeah, but well yeah, you a nigga, so you gonna get profiled at fucking seven. They don't give a fuck how old you are. Nah, not at all. But man, I try to say thinking the class, classic, classic cities, and people who do shit like for their city, and having people that work for your organization who in touch with the city, man. Atlanta didn't get that shit right preseason. Like all the talent in Atlanta, that shit should have been future. That shit could have been Jeezy. That shit could it should have been Titty Two Necklace. Out of yeah, it could it could have been a it could have been a heap of people. It could have been JD. It could have been a heap of motherfuckers. Nigga, I would even take Ludacris, and I'm not even like Luda. I would take Ludacris, bro. They could have used the old Pooh Shiesty song. You know how often he go (laughs) bird game. I mean anybody, anybody. They and they chose Buddy. The city that did get this shit right. Memphis. Memphis got this shit right. That Glorilla young lady, bro, she Memphis than a motherfucker. And the it's whole a, and 
And pull it up players. on YouTube immediately and show me. I ain't seen this. Oh, my oh it's just, God, it's just. Bro. Keep I, talking though, bro. I my bad, yeah. but I need to see this shit. I love, so, I love this girl. This is, bro. She is fire, and she all about her city. You can hear it in her voice. You hear it in her motherfucking music. She permeates Memphis. And once they made that decision and they put that video out, the whole mother, all these grown ass men, Ja, JJJ. Uh, Bane, all them boys is like hell yeah, nigga. Memphis, we we doing this shit. A sense of humor, and crazy too. It's I, insane, it, bro. The world ain't gonna do nothing but fall deeper and deeper in love with Shouty. Like that young lady is like she is special. And Memphis said, bro, we not going to get nobody else to do this shit. Nobody well, they, else is gonna do this shit. Then they were like, smart enough to to recognize. They were smart enough to recognize. See, when you don't have anybody connected to youth culture at all in a franchise, you can tell, and that's why with right. all these franchises, they fucking up now because now you got niggas that don't understand. Like, get get what people want to see and hear, and you got to think about how long it took NFL to get that right anyway you still playing white boy music nobody want to hear that crack of shit they want to hear some shit that's, com- that's comparable Dead ass. And, and i think that with her it's even like i was saying before the way it memphis is probably one of the few sports towns to embrace their rap roots because you got to think that's a blue team i'm a i've been listening to memphis rap since i was nine fucking years old my favorite yes, rapper is fucking project pack my yes, first, first fucking real Gangster shit I ever heard was Kingpin, Skinny Pimp, King of the Players Ball of '96 when I was fucking nine. Okay, so I've been listening yeah. to Memphis forever. So I, so that's why the last really ten years when they've been getting their love, I've been happy because I've been listening to this shit since I was a kid. But it's always funny now seeing how people catch on to shit. And Memphis ain't changed, ain't changed in the way they do anything. But Memphis is good at embracing their culture. That's always a good thing when your city can embrace culture. 100 motherfucking percent, man. You ready for this shit, COD? Yeah, yeah. Man, check this shit out. Check out how Glorilla put on for her city, bro. Like, everything that Rod just oh. said is 100% facts. He got 99 problems, but the biggest one in me. And watch him be right in real time right here. Can you hear that? No, you can't hear because I ain't share my damn sound. And like I don't know how to run a damn podcast out here. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it to a tight one ten. You fucking out. He, <laughs> I'ma edit it though. You did great. <laughs> Share sound. Boom. There it is. Here we are. Good job, kids. Remember her? Yeah, that's me. Well, not really, but you know the vibe. This is me. And this is our city. That person that works for everything they get, 
That person who hits the grind and greedy. Where the party starts when the sun sits. And has its own brand of art. Listen, everything we do here is big. Big expectations, big noise, and big swing. Hey, camera, come look over here. There's all this ice beside me. Try us if you want. You better not play me. I got my black horse on, too. Because <laughs> sure as hell, you know we girlies. No running in the hell, man. We climb up the chimney. So this season, for the 901, what's understood, don't got to be explained. It's for the rest of y'all, you about to find out, that's Big Memphis on the gun. You see that 21? Bro, tell me that shit ain't out there, man. Tell me, y'all, ain't out that shit <laughs> all the way up, bro. That shit fine. Like, tell me, that's what's fucking good, man. I'm hype. <coughs> I might change teams. Shouts out to P, man. And, and, and even if he repping your city and showing love, you feel me? Shots out the Glorilla. Yo got it. What the other nigga who was sitting in the game? He said, oh, how they share music. Oh. Money bag, yo. Juicy. Rest in peace, the doll. Uh, Key Glock got there. All the Memphis, man. Just showing love. Not only is it greatly appreciated, but it's greatly needed. And I couldn't figure out how to make this rhyme because I'm heavily weeded. But we here giving some headlines. Believe that it is always better to give than it is to fuck. I ain't never in gallery mode. Yo, this. To receive, you feel me? 